2: Mr. Shemlock. But the reality is, they don't
3: know, man. I've been looking forward to
2: To The Top Talk. You know, I have that with myself every night. Look, for all you listening to, me, I'm not an idiot. What's going on? What's happening? How you guys doing? Welcome to To The Top Talk, here with your break from the high resource file propaganda. And there's a lot of that this week to talk about the University of Southern Mississippi Golden Eagles. Joining me now, Southern Miss Black Ops tailgate legend, Jason Bailey.
0: Greetings and salutations, fellas. Looking forward to the show. Been off work since like uh Thursday. Um so I've had a super long weekend, man. The fam went to the beach and I was like, uh you know we put like a lot of effort into this entire season and go. <laughs> so um and luckily my wife understands that. So I've been kinda han solo for a few days. Gonna get back after it tomorrow and jump into this regional.
2: Hopefully you have some some days left that you can take off this week. I'll be. You'll be what?
4: I'm just going to leave it at that. I'll be at the game Friday.
2: Okay. That's good enough. Mm -hmm. I've been there for
4: like 25 years. 15.
2: And the uh, Wizard of Whiskey himself, Shane Lott. That was an
4: interesting cork pop tonight. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yeah. And because I have to keep a wine saver on this bottle, uh wild turkey is notorious for the corks over time just disintegrating. So if it's a little older, it's
2: all dry, it just breaks in your bottle. It's no fun. And the more you know. The more you know. I don't know what you were just talking about, but it sounds sounds terrific. Oh,
0: cork. He's got a cork in his bottle or something.
2: Yeah. Cork in his bottle. It's enough
0: talking about the you know, your cork. Cool.
2: Cool. We got a guest joining us tonight, friend of the show. Uh, you may know him on Twitter as at Eagles underscore Attack, Attack Eagles.
3: What's up? How y'all doing? Appreciate y'all having me. What what is going? What was that? <laughs> All I hear is like somebody's playing drums in the background.
4: Oh, that was my. We we won't talk about that. No, I was <laughs> I was wine. What are you doing up. really? Inflating was, a tire. <laughs> I told you I keep a wine saver on this bottle, and uh, I uh, I was putting the wine saver back on it. you have to pump was that the, the whole uh, Was that the whole you
0: hit the mute button, but you didn't hit the mute button?
4: Well, yeah, so I don't know why. Lately, Skype, when I hook my headphones up, it switches the microphone to my, my headphones instead of my microphone on my desk. And uh, so that's what it did again. But uh, do not worry, people out there. Uh, that bottle is nice and safe. You you heard the click there at the end. And, um, yeah, we'll, we'll get into another bottle after that.
0: The, the best part of that, the best part of that right there is that I'm listening to this noise. And, and Jamie's face is up on my little screen, right, in, in the bubble. Uh, cause it, the bubble populates with whoever was talking last, I guess. So I'm hearing this and I'm watching Jamie's face just. Wonder what in the world's
4: going on. <laughs> well, I wasn't even I looking like, at the screen.
0: I'm just... I, was I was like, a... "Over to Shane."
2: Does somebody he's have so to crank Phil inflating... up or
0: something? Yeah, he's like inflating <laughs> a tire. Like, what's he? Sorry, sorry, oh, guys. My, my, my basketball does. was just flat. doing A podcast.
2: I think every time <laughs> Phil speaks, you just need to start cranking it again. Well, <laughs> the pump, whatever that is. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm <am a> <laughs> man. Uh, uh, so big. Big, uh, big news today for the Golden Eagles. We're recording this on Monday, May the 30th, and it, the Hattiesburg Regional was announced. So last night, the NCAA released their host seeds, which Hattiesburg was one of those spots. We didn't know what seed, what what seed we were going to be. We didn't know who was going to be coming to Hattiesburg, but we found out today. Southern Miss, the 11th overall seed. Uh, we'll be hosting Louisiana State, the two seed, Kennesaw State, the three seed, and Army, the four seed. And we are matching up with the uh, Miami regional. Is that the Coral Gables regional or is mm-hmm. it Miami? Okay, it's right, Coral Gables. Uh, Miami's the one seed there, Arizona the two, uh, Mississippi-Oxford the three, and then uh, Canisius is the the four seed there. So the winner of that regional, the winner of the Coral Coral um, I was about to say the Coral Reefers, uh, Jimmy Buffett Regional are going to be taking on the people here in the, the <laughs> Hattiesburg Regional, whoever wins that there. So uh, that's going to be this Friday, June the 3rd through potentially Monday, June the 6th uh, is the the Hattiesburg Regional. So first thoughts on the regional, guys.
0: Uh, I love it. Yeah, I mean, I, I absolutely love it. You know, all the projections that that I saw had all of the Louisiana teams coming here pretty much. Um, and that would have been okay. Uh, but, you know, I, if we have to have an SEC team, this is kind of the one that I want. Um, super glad it's not the guys up north. And then Army, I think that's a good draw for us. They're going to present some challenges running the bases. Um, and that's a different style of baseball that, frankly, we haven't really played a lot of those kind of teams this year. So that's going to be a challenge and um and Kennesaw you know I what I know from, of Kennesaw is what I've done for research like today um but you know they, they're a lot like us numbers wise so they should match up well they're I think they're located in Atlanta is that right or right around the Atlanta area yeah <clears> that's <throat> so not too far away and then LSU I mean you know they're LSU so we, we've all said they're just per, a perennial power and um had some struggles this year and kind of putting it together late they got one superstar talk about and you know i think we match up well with them too so so all the teams that could have come to hattiesburg i think for me this um it presents itself as as something that's going to be interesting and i think winnable
2: you know i was sitting at the bar the other the other day after our game and i was sitting with a mississippi oxford fan and he was talking about how um you know they're pretty much a lot to get in a regional which you know Whatever, but it ended up happening. But it was like, the, you know, it it couldn't be a better situation for the city of Hattiesburg to get the the Rebels here in the Hattiesburg Regional. And I beg to differ. I think LSU is the the best case scenario as far as, like, what you're going to bring to the Hattiesburg area. There are – LSU, you know, I I think there are more fans in a closer proximity, and I think that they'll – you know, I'm not saying they're going to get all the tickets, because obviously Mississippi startville found that out a few years ago. But I think they're going to, I think they're going to show up. Um, so.
4: And most of the yeah, well, went there. I know a lot of LSU folks. They're they're my most tolerable fan base from that school, even though they have the reputation of just being crazy. But that's just they're a bunch of crazy drunk Louisiana people. I mean, it's uh, it's not school specific. It's more state specific. So. I uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. I, I know a lot of good LSU fans.
3: Yeah, I know LSU is a bad rep, but we went uh, uh, down there a couple of years ago. They're actually pretty nice and respected us a lot more than the two Mississippi teams. The two Mississippi teams ain't ever gonna say that we're any good at all or respect us. But LSU actually, they didn't want to play us again after we played in that first game. Um, honestly, I like this. I like this draw too, guys. No, only one Power Five t- team in there. Uh, we normally don't get that lucky. Um, that's pretty lucky right there. Um, matched up with a good thing. I, in that other regional that we're matched up with, there's a good chance we could have the super guys if we win this. Um, I think Miami one's going to be tough. Arizona a well, miss, but to go in there and win that one. So I like
4: it. Yeah. What would a Southern Miss Rebel Land Shark Black Bear Super Regional in Hattiesburg look like? <laughs> it would
2: be nuts. It would be bananas. Now,
0: now you, you want to talk about? I, I'd hate to go sit next to a guy at the bar in your scenario, uh, if that were to happen, Jamie. I can't imagine, um, you know, what's going to come out of their mouth at that point. But, you know, the, the interesting thing that it seems like the go-to for these SEC schools, uh, when you bring it up that they're coming here, they always say, "Well, you know, we're going to come, we're going to take it over, we're going to pack it out." Well, I got news for you: we pack it out anyway. It doesn't matter, right? Well, we're tenth in the country in, in attendance this year. Um, I mean, always top 15 in the country, at least the last 20 years. So the whole, you know, just don't pat your back on your, don't pat yourself on the back too hard, um, about coming here and helping us put asses in the seats because we already pretty much do a good job of that.
2: I wonder how many tickets we're actually going to sell. I mean, I know our, our record this year was like 6,000, but when we hosted, um, the leg humpers a few years ago in the regional, we only sold 4,500 tickets. So I wonder if they're going to cap it at a certain point. They absolutely are going to do that. And, yeah. and McLean didn't and have anything NCAA. to do with that.
0: Yeah. That's from what I understand is. Yeah, from what I understand, it's completely out of his hands. You know, uh, the Ole Miss thing. Well, well they capped that at 63. But, um, you know, it, it, yeah, for the regional, it was really weird because we we're looking at all these numbers all year long. We've seen packed stadiums and getting into like 5,000, 6,000 range. Then the regional, they announced like 4,300, and there wasn't an empty seat anywhere. So I don't know know how that works. I don't really care. Either way, it's packed. It's going to be a tough ticket. I had three people hit me up on the golf course today uh, saying, hey, man, how many tickets can you get? And um, so this is going to be a hot ticket. It's, uh, you know, I always wonder why there's so many hotel rooms in Hattiesburg, but I think
3: that I'm starting to understand it. So
0: book them now if you can.
3: If you look at it with, like, State and Ole Miss and LSU and a lot of the bigger stadiums not hosting, Arkansas not hosting, it may be one of the bigger crowded uh, regionals out there. So if you look at some of the, like, Oregon State, I think, announced their, like, top crowd this year, and it was, like, well under what we've been averaging all year. And that was like their biggest crowd of the year. So we may be one of the bigger ones. They may complain about it, but we may be one of the biggest parks in the regional. We haven't. could
0: have 18,000 seats in this stadium, and they would still complain about it.
3: This is true. This is true. <laughs>
0: say, well, those seats aren't as good as ours, or I don't know. In their eyes, we're just never going to stack up, and that's fine. It's just we'll just like beat the em. baseball games. Mm-hmm.
4: But LSUs, I mean, you're absolutely right, Phil. Uh, LSUs not hosting. Arkansas is not hosting. State's not hosting. Ole Miss isn't hosting. So, I mean, a lot of the schools that, that at least three out of the four are hosting year in and year out are not in the area. Uh, we, we probably will be the, the biggest show in the region.
2: So I'm looking at it right now. So I'm looking at the top. I'm looking at like average, just by average attendance. So as far as who's hosting Texas, Texas A&M, Oklahoma State, and Florida. So that would put us at fifth. Yeah. So Pretty
3: good.
2: Yeah, we'll, we'll take it. <laughs> well, Before we get any deeper into the regional, let's take a step back, uh, go back to this past week, the Conference USA Baseball Tournament. Before we mention that, right before the tournament started, I think it was the day before the tournament started the Conference USA Awards, the Conference USA Awards were announced. Coach of the Year, Scott Barry. Assistant Coach of the Year, Christian Ostrander. Pitcher of the Year, Tanner Hall. First-team All-Conference, Tanner Hall, Hirston Waldrop, and Landon Harper. Second-team All-Conference, Dustin Dickerson, and the all-freshman team, Carson Pato. So uh, pretty pretty uh, good showing there for the Golden Eagles in the Conference USA postseason awards.
0: Yeah, nothing like having your entire starting rotation on the first team, huh?
2: Well, we, we <laughs> didn't have uh, Riggins, but – Still, you got three pitchers on the yeah. first team. It's pretty, pretty stout. Not to
3: spoil it, Riggins ends up getting the award at the end of the conference. So all three pitchers up getting something. For yeah, that's true.
0: Good stuff. Good stuff. I, 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 I was kind of, uh, I, I thought we would have more on the on the other part of the team too, not just yeah. the pitching.
2: You know, I, I kind of did too, but, um, you know, but there were some, some 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 guys who had some pretty strong years in conference USA this year. Jason, why don't you get us started with uh, what went down in the Conference USA Baseball Tournament? Sure.
0: Okay, so last week, so we started this conference tournament. Everybody remembers it was raining. There was rain in the forecast. Uh, we thought we were going to have some crazy times uh, before the weekend got here, and that's kind of exactly what happened. Um, so on May the 25th, we won a game over uh, UAB 4-3. to Started this game super late. I want to say it was like a 9:30 start. Yeah. Uh, I think I left the Pete at like one in the morning, um, so it was pretty late. Um, it had some fireworks early. UAB head coach Casey Dunn ejected early in the bottom of the fourth inning on a weird balk call. Uh, it was a call that finally went our way. I watched the replay. I don't know what happened, but uh, it was against UAB, and we so that was cool. So their Miss really didn't play great. I didn't think they didn't play bad. Just really just couldn't stomp these guys out, to be honest did have 11 hits, and it's nice to see guys like uh, Lynch um, kind of heating up here at the end of the year of the 11 hits. Uh, Lynch had three, Gabe two, and Slade two. Ewing surprisingly had a tough day. Uh, It's kind of a shocker to me. It seems like whenever he does that, we struggle to score runs every single time. He's a huge key to this lineup. Uh, Reese uh, whiffed three times. Uh, I'm not worried about it. He's going to be back. He's too good of a hitter. It happens. And the good thing is we still found a way to beat a team that wanted to beat us very bad. Tanner Hall was on the mound, improves to eight and two. It's his first win in a while. Uh, he went six and a third, six hits, three runs, two earned, one walk, and ten Ks. Very Tanner Hall like numbers. Rogers and Harper came in and did their thing. Five Ks from then, uh, from from them, out of eight total outs that they threw. Uh, Slade hit a bomb. Finally pulled the ball. That was cool. Nice to see him in attack mode up there. And we started off the tournament with a win. Left and, the Pete super early in the morning, and um, that, 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 you know. Uh, but then, when we were looking to play on uh, Friday. We we're playing UTSA the next so day. Back to, that,
2: back to that Wednesday game. Yeah. Patrick Lowry caught the home run ball. There, That's at, right at the, at the right. Pete And he, one thing we hit the, it
0: kind of right at us.
2: And there's no kids out there that late, so it was easier. You didn't have to <laughs> kick any kids over. Um, did he catch it on the fly?
4: Like in the air? Did, did he actually catch it or did he just re- like receive the – did it dribble to his feet? <laughs> did he catch it? No, he didn't. Yeah,
0: he, okay. he, he did not catch it.
2: I was like, can you hear me? What? Uh,
4: <laughs> yeah, sorry.
0: When, I'm listening to my dog bark in the background. I'm about to go shut uh, him up real quick.
2: Another thing to mention about that game was there was some some verbiage flying between their catcher and, and Dustin Dickerson, and I think that catcher uh, chatter went along for a good part of the game. He he seemed to be uh, very mouthy, and um, it that got to be a storyline throughout the night. Yeah, didn't
4: he strike out four times in that game?
2: He did. He did. Golden yeah. for Burrow. He did love it. And then I think we were uh, you know, I think our friends were giving him a hard time even the next day when they were playing. But yeah, um, definitely didn't make. But you could. That's probably the easiest mouth reading job that I've ever like (laughs) Dustin Dickerson popping off to to him. Like it was you could it was so easy. Like I don't know if I've ever had it any easier. Well, uh, can
4: you can you describe to us uh, as you would to your grandmother what was what was exchanged there? Because uh, I, was, I didn't get the full lip reading. It view. was
2: it was not proper, definitely definitely not proper. That I don't know that I could could um, translate what Dustin Dickerson said in front of my grandmother. But uh, I'm glad I love the swagger. I'm glad he did.
4: Sometimes you got to do it. you got, you got to stand up for your teammates, your team. you got to set the tone. You can't let them boys walk all over you.
3: Did y'all see the lip reading of the uh, coach when he got thrown out? Because, <laughs> you know, the catcher stood in front of the so he couldn't get home. And they started chest bumping. And then when the coach went to get thrown out, he said if that was him, I'd have decked him. So that's probably right. why the catcher is acting a fool because he's running off of your example of decking people.
4: Uh, Like... Uh, like a cut rate uh Ron Polk
2: is what you got there for that coach. <laughs> he looked yeah. like a he. He had the jowls. He had like the Ron Polk very, jowls. Like very, well, very
4: had, nice comparison. Isn't that why Ron Polk was assistant coach there for a while because of Dunn? What I mean, Dunn done a long time Mississippi State assistant coach. I think that's his his
2: history. I, I may think be wrong. So. I I that sounds right.
4: But there you go, your discount Ron Polk. He's not just quite <laughs> as good. That's that's what UAB gets.
2: <laughs> so, uh, that they, brings us to Friday, Jason.
0: Well, we're, yeah. Well, yeah. And so, Friday, uh, we had that 10 a. It was 10 a 10 a.m. start. So, we had an early start. Uh, we had breakfast in the roost, breakfast by Pete. Fantastic. We made these little egg things in a muffin pan. Uh, it was super awesome. We took some up to bake. If you guys were watching on ESPN Plus, uh, hopefully they talked about them a little bit and gave us a some pub from out there in the roost. But anyway, uh, Eagles lose. This one's six. So, you know, we won by a run, then we lost by a run. UTSA is a solid team. We've seen them. Before. We hit lots of singles. They put lots of balls in play. They take lots of trips to the mound, which is super annoying, but that's just what their coach does. Um, Waldrop started this game And you know the coaches said It was all about uh, the following week And the day's rest That he would probably need uh, To get to the regional And if it, if somebody had to throw in shorter rest It would be better if Riggins did it So I didn't love it at the time But I kind of get it now Even though Riggins and Waldrop Pitched on, on the exact same day But other than that um, You know Hurston pitched Plenty good enough to win the game Five and two thirds Seven hits Three runs Two walks and eight K's the Eagles, the Eagles got some more hits this game. Had a double-digit hit night again, 10 hits in Pato and Black with two hits apiece. Uh, black also hit a homer, his third of the year. The game was 2-2 two to two, through 5. Southern Miss with 3 in the 6 to go up 5-3. to three. We were feeling pretty good about ourselves. Um, uh, Reese Ewing, who had that kind of uh, bad game the first game out, he had a, a ground rule double over the right center field wall during that inning to uh, score a couple runs and give us the 5-3 to three advantage. UTSA tied it up in the seventh, then scored one in the eighth and one in the ninth. Uh, the big blow was the bomb that Flores hit off of Harper in the ninth inning, and it, yeah, he absolutely crushed it. Um, it was, it was kind of strange to, uh, when, you know, you got your guy in there and he hates it, but that's what good hitters do. You got to tip your head at some point. We lost this one. Hard fought game. A very worthy opponent. It was a tough loss. But now we knew that we had to come back and play again in a th- hours. So, how are you guys feeling after that second
2: game? Uh, I felt like it was. I felt like in in tournament history past, that's usually what would happen is we would lose, but then we would we would start battling back through the tournament mm-hmm. and and make it to the final. So, um, I was feeling like, okay, maybe that was a wake up call, and and you know maybe we would see the Golden Eagles go on a run.
3: Sure. Same. I felt like one that got away from us with the two errors that we made. Too grew we up, we went, we got kind of got command, went up five three, and you're feeling pretty good. And we made two errors and let them get right back in it. Sure. Um, so I was kind of aggravated about that. he kind of gave it away. But same like Jamie, I felt like we were gonna bounce back because we we typically always lose the game. with kind of it's hard to sweep it.
0: No doubt. Well, so we did have to come back. We came back that day. Uh, this game actually started at six twenty. We played uh, Florida Atlantic. Won this one five to nothing. Uh, and the story of this game and well, and the Reese catch, I think, but mostly Riggins. <clears throat> you know, Reese overran that ball. One of the areas you're talking about, Phil. Reese overran a ball in the UTSA game that cost us, to, uh, and, and, and in that game. And in this next game, he pretty much saved the day. Uh, and maybe the season. I don't know. Um, with, with a catch with the bases loaded. And he appeared to rob the, the UTSA batter of a Grand Slam. Um, when we were watching it live, I thought he caught it at the top of the fence, but then that picture that you see when he's got his eyes closed, whoever the that picture, that was awesome. His gloves over the fence. So it, it may have been it may have been a home run, I don't know. But Riggins goes seven and a third, five hits, zero runs, three walks, seven Ks, one hundred and ten pitches. It was a game we had to have. It was a huge, huge effort. I mean, I don't know if there's anybody else, as good a pitching as we have, and including Tanner Hall is the best pitcher in the state of Mississippi and one of the best in the country. I don't know if there's anybody I would want him around other than Hunter Riggins for that particular game. He's just hes a machine, and I, and i he's got that senior leadership thing going on, and uh, he's hard-nosed, and you just kind of know what you're going to get out of him most of the time. So as it turns out, I'm glad that Riggins got to throw this one. Uh, Dusty Dick with two hits and another double. He hits a ton of those. Lynch had two hit, two hits as well, so he continues to get hot right here at the end. He went two for three with two runs and one RBI. Great win. Had to have it. Um, can't say enough about Riggins. And, um, you know, th- this performance that he had uh, combined with the Reese catch, I think is something that Golden Eagle fans are going to
4: remember. Yeah, absolutely. That Reese catch was absolutely huge.
2: That was clutch.
3: Yeah, it's 4 nothing if you don't, obviously, if you don't catch that. And I, I looked up at one point, and Regan's pitch count was kind of high in the third, and you're kind of worried a little bit. And then we get out of it. I don't remember what any of that save was, but, uh, and then all of a sudden, Regan just bounced back and just cruises the rest of the way for the most sure. um, I felt so the same easy. way, Phil. We, we wouldn't be, be talking about a host right now if we don't win that game. Like, our hosting chances are it, gone I, if we lose that I
0: so I 1,000% think that that's thousand. the case. So definitely save the season. So, and that brings us to so we so we stay in it right. We live to fight another day. Saturday at two thirty, we were playing UTSA again. Since we already played them one time, and like Phil said, we kind of gave it away, even though they did have some key hits and they they won the game. But if you're watching it, <laughs> you know I don't know if they wanted or we just served it on a served it up on a silver platter. But either, and uh we didn't win this one either. It was not good. <laughs> Uh not a whole lot of notes on this one. We lost eleven to two. So That's what I should be doing right now. Uh Adam started. Um Stewart, best road Storm, and Gillentine all pitched. UTSA had fifteen hits. We had seven. We looked tired. The Red Runners looked great. Uh but that guy again, Danny Lynch, he had two more hits. I think that's gonna be key as we move along here. Um Pato as well, he had two hits. You got good hitters hitting. Uh, we have very good pitching. We have probably above average uh, defense. I wouldn't say we have elite defense, but I think we have above average defense. And those two things keep you in a lot of games, and hitting kind of wins them. So if we can start hitting, we need our good hitters hitting. and like that's starting to happen. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, like I mentioned in a tweet, it kind of sucked to watch this, and we felt horrible at the time, but bigger fish to fry. Uh, and we have that coming up this week. After I had a couple days to think about it, I, I I came to the conclusion that playing two extra games I don't think was going to help us much at all, regional-wise. Um, I think we we're going to host uh, after that win the night before over FAU, so, you know, I don't know. The more I think about it, I, I'm not, not going to say I'm glad that Latte got to celebrate winning something on our field, uh, but not playing those two games and giving us some extra rest and giving these arms an extra rest. Um, I think it could have been a blessing in disguise. What do y'all think?
2: You know, while I was watching that game on Saturday, that's what I was thinking. It was like, these guys look tired. Like it it looked like, I mean, UTSA, don't get me wrong. They've, they've got some tremendous uh, batters and it's, it's a sham that they were left out of the tournament. But I I felt you could, you, you, you could feel like, I just kind of felt like our guys were tired. I mean, I'm not making any excuses or anything, but I feel like they some rest uh, was warranted, and um, I'm, I'm hoping that that I'm hoping that we would feel the benefit of that this week.
3: Yeah, now that I know that we're hosting, uh, I feel a lot better about it. You couldn't have told me that on Saturday; if I was really ticked off watching that in the hot sun, watching it get our tails kicked. But I think it's I think it's best that we got the rest. I mean. Once we locked in the hose, I mean, yeah, I guess if we win it, you may may get a national seed. You may not. There's no guarantee. And then you're two games back of using a lot of people and not as much rest. So I think we're better off in the long run, for sure.
0: Yeah, that national seed, I mean, there was no way that was that was cemented in there. It would have been super cool. And maybe if we had, like, made a run, but then we'd, we'd still have play. Let's say we did get that national seed. I mean, we. do you guys think we have a winnable regional? Yes. Are we paired with Tennessee? No. I mean, so what What would have been the benefit? I mean, could we have got a more runnable regional? Or You know
3: what I'm saying? Well, uh, you're guaranteed the super, but there's not many. Yeah, right? the su- I, I kind of like the pressure not being there now that I think about it. I want a national seed, but the pressure, and then if you end up choking or something, and you had a super sitting there waiting on you, guaranteed, kind of sucks even worse. Um, kind of like the pressure not being on us.
0: I mean, you know? and I'm not trying to, to to frame it like we didn't try to win the game.
3: No, yeah, yeah, no, not yeah, at all, I but,
0: think, I but just in hindsight, you know, after the dust has settled and we're, you know, we got this kind of memory fading out of watching us get our ass kicked. Uh, you say, you know what? Not that big a deal. So that's, that's kind of where I stand with it.
4: Well, the saving grace is that we had a regular season championship already. So uh, you don't have to have that tournament championship to, to have another CSOA championship out there on the, the, uh what's the board in the outfield, the tradition of excellence board. So, you know, you get to throw another number up there. So it wasn't absolutely I mean, obviously we're the number eleven seed in the the NCAA tournament that starts this week. You know, obviously we didn't have to win the whole thing, but um I'm I'm kinda on the other side of the fence. I'm kinda grossed out that tech won it on our field. <laughs> Uh, I'm I, I like Lane Burroughs. I respect the hell out of him. I'm glad he won a championship, but it's kind of gross that they wanted at the Pete.
2: And with us being the 11th seed, I mean that's the highest seeding that we've ever received. And mm-hmm. on, on the flip side of that, it doesn't feel like we've been playing like the 11th seed lately. It doesn't yeah. feel like we've been playing that good. So I mean,
0: well, you know, it's, it's so weird. Like we had that really long winning streak, right? And that was really fun. I think we all just got used to doing that. Yeah. Um, and, and then before the loss that we had versus UTSA the first time in this tournament, that snapped a six-game winning streak. Right. I don't think anybody even thought, you know, that it's just like when you win, I feel like most of the fans, and I'm a 1,000% included in this, we just say to ourselves, well, of course we did. You know, it's hard, man. All these kids got scholarships, or, you know, and all these kids – Play Division One baseball. Everyone well, like was a like, third of
4: one. It is baseball. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> As that was coming out of my mouth, I was like, "Here comes Shane. I can just feel it. <laughs> but uh, but you know what I'm saying. These these guys, every one of them was like the best player on their high school. You know, uh, everyone of them deserves to be there, and it's just not easy. There's plenty of talented teams. that can't do any of these things that we're doing. Um, so it's tough, man. Baseball, baseball is not uh, easy. It seems. Th- it kind of feels like we're limping season a little bit. And as I look around the country outside of Tennessee, I see a lot of that. You're, you're looking at a lot of these teams that that are national seeds and and host sites. And it's not like all of them won their conference tournament, you know. So um, baseball is hard. Uh, the one advantage that we have is this pitching, man. If we can get deep into any sort of tournament, whether it be a regional, a super, or the World Series or, or a conference tournament, We just have a huge advantage because we still have arms and, and, and at that point, generally nobody else does. So we can hit worse pitching better than we can good pitching and we're still throwing good pitchers. So, and you can have the home field advantage on top of that, at least for this first go around, you know, it's, it could not set up much better outside of the fact that we're not on one of those crazy 16 game winning streaks.
2: Well, I think too, I mean, it's been a great season, but I think the the area of concern has been the bats, you know, as yeah. we get into these better teams, we're going to have to, I mean, it, the pitching has been, been uh, great at times. It's been solid at other times, but the, the bats haven't been able to, you know, make us as, I guess with that, with that type of pitching, if we would have had the bats we had a few years ago, we would be a uber dominant team, you know, we just haven't caught that that where you have them by the same time. So, I mean, if the bats can get a little a little bit hotter, we could be dangerous.
4: Absolutely. That's, I, I, I don't know what we have to do. We need we need a live – is it a live chicken? Yeah, we need <laughs> a live chicken. And I, I think we can get this uh, this cleared up. But that's, the pitching was solid through the Conference USA tournament. I mean, yeah, UTSA scored – a few more runs on us and we're used to giving up, but uh, there's not a guy on that roster that bats less than 300. It's, it's crazy. They just base hit you to death and eventually guys come around to score and uh, it didn't help that they were <laughs> a- able to put a couple over the outfield wall as well, which is kind of not their MO, but uh, our, to, to meet expectations in advance past a regional, because, if you're hosting a regional, that's the goal. I mean, if, if you are you have home field advantage for a regional and you don't advance past that regional, then that's not a success. Uh, so that's expectations is that we make it to at least a super regional because we have home field advantage. And if our bats don't wake up, it's going to be tough to do that. We got a favorable draw. Uh, I like the teams that are in in the, the regional with us. Uh, LSU's strength is not their pitching. Uh, and then the other two teams are automatic qualifiers from their conference. So it can be done. We just – we, we got to get that bat mojo going.
3: Well, we'll say one thing that I'm confident about. Last year, our bats were not that good last year in this lineup. We struck out a lot more, and then the reason we, we just exploded for tons of runs. Um, I don't know where it came from, but it came – but this year – we're putting the ball way more in contact. We're hitting into a crap ton of double plays, but we're we're hitting the ball for most. We're not striking out as much as we were last year, so I, I feel like it's gonna come around. We're gonna get some hits when we need to, and the pitching's gonna keep us in all the games. So I think we're gonna be all right. But talking about the regional, yeah, we got to get past the regional this year. Uh, the forty wins a year and all that stuff is good and stuff, but we got to make the next step this year. And I think this year is the year we got to do it um, to really get our program. Uh, you know where we want it to be. We got to take the next step this year, and get it done.
4: <clears throat> That's. I think the bats would wake up if Patrick Lowry would quit being lazy and get the old man in a rally cat t shirt t shirt made.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man, you know what? We've got another idea for a t shirt. I cannot mention it while we're recording. Um, okay. But after we stop recording. It's a hilarious story. Remind me.
2: Awesome, awesome. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and we've got a, we got a t-shirt dropping on uh, Wednesday of this week, on June the 1st. We've got a special June the 1st t-shirt. Check it out. All right, so let's talk about the Hattiesburg region. Let's talk about the teams in the Hattiesburg region a little bit. So you've got the one seed Southern Miss, 43-16 and 16 on the season with an RPI of 17. During the conference tournament, went 2-2 two and two, uh, in Conference USA. The... Number 2 seed Louisiana State, 38 and 20 on the season with an RPI of 25. They went 1 and 2 in the Southeastern Conference tournament. Kennesaw State, the 3 seed, 35 and 26 on the season with an RPI of 46. They won the Atlantic Sun Conference tournament. And then the number 4 seed Army, 31 and 23 on the year with an RPI of 147. They won the Patriot League. So let's talk pitching a little bit. Um Team ERA, Southern Miss, number two in the country with a 3.06 team ERA. Next is the number two seed, Louisiana State, with a 3.99 ERA. That's good for 18th in the country. Then it gets a little choppy from there. Kennesaw State, the three seed, has an ERA of 6.14. That's good for 194th in the country. And Army, uh, 4.74. For seventy fourth. As far as the team batting average, Southern Miss is bringing up the rear here, point two eight three, good for hundred and fourteenth in the country. Louisiana State point two nine three, good enough for sixty fourth in the country. Uh, Kennesaw State batting three hundred straight up, good for thirty seventh in the country. They they have the best uh, batting average out of any team in the Hattiesburg Regional, and then right behind them Army batting two ninety eight. That's good for 42nd in the country. So uh, just based off those stats, any initial thoughts there? Anything stick out to you guys?
4: Bab's got to wake up.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think my initial thoughts would be that if you're looking at, I mean, if Southern Miss and LSU can take care of business in their first game, then, you know, we're going to be playing each other. And uh, for us to beat LSU, uh, LSU has a has – they're kind of like Old Dominion. Like, they, they have the potential to put up – you know, it's a game that you have to win 12 to 11. And a lot of times this year, unless it's one of those super, super hot streaks, uh, the Golden Eagles seem to score runs in bunches. And I'm like, Phil, I don't know, like, where it comes from or where it goes. Uh, but it does seem to happen that way when – somebody gets hot it's like everybody gets hot and when somebody you know gets in a rut it's like everybody gets in a rut so we, we kind of have to hope that you know that doesn't happen because LSU just has, has the ability to just outscore us and that's the initial thing that jumps out of me and then the other the, the other thing that jumps out of me is with Army in particular is how well they run the bases you know they're they they run the bases like crazy uh, they have a ton of stolen bases they've sold like a hundred bases so um, those are the two things that jump off at me
2: you, you mentioned the kind of the matchups here with us let's let's, take, let's just start with Louisiana State in pitching um, so just and I don't know a lot I'm just kind of research this kind of look some things up but it it seems like Louisiana State has two Solid starting pitchers. Their 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 Sunday games have been kind of a mix and match here and there. But uh, their their ace, so to speak, appears to be Mikhail Hilliard. He's a right-handed pitcher with an ERA of 404. Uh, he's 7-1 of the season with 68 strikeouts and 18 walks. I would imagine that they would throw him in the Friday game against Kennesaw State, given how good Kennesaw State's bats have been. Mm-hmm. So that would mean... Their their second day guy would probably be Ty Floyd, right-handed pitcher, ERA of 3.52, went five and four on the year, uh, 63 strikeouts with 23 walks. So what I like about that is it seems to me like we've had more trouble with left-handed pitchers this year. So if it is going to be Louisiana State that we meet that you know on Saturday. Um, they, and they have some 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 decent depth as far as like their their bullpen, but it's not as deep as what we've got. So if you can get into the uh, if you can get in the bullpen like like Sutton said last week, I mean you you gotta like your chances.
0: See, I think I just I think they're definitely gonna throw off against Kennesaw. I mean, I know that a few years ago they did lose to Stony Brook in that very first game, so maybe they learned their lesson. But if you have, you know. Southern Miss is a team that you have to beat in this tournament. Um, the, the pitchers, you know, don't look bad different. I don't know. I mean, you might be right, but I, I would think that Floyd or maybe money, um, would probably get the ball in that first game if it were me. But, but none of them have I. We talked about it before the show. Uh, you know, 18 walks and 68 K's. 20 walks and 60 Ks, 23 walks and 63 Ks. And you compare that to our three guys. You got Hall with 11 and 130, Riggins 20 and 79, Waldrop 27 and 117. So distinct advantage pitching wise, uh, over LSU. Whereas they probably are distinctly better hitting wise. So that's kind of where we sit with those two teams. And I'm, I'm, not, I'm not trying to look past the other teams. We can lose to anybody.
2: Right. No, that that, um, that first matchup yeah. against Army, I mean their their ace is uh Connolly early. He is mm-hmm. he's pitching he's a lefty. It's right out of the gate. Pitching uh Great. ERA of three thirty nine. He's seven and three on the year. He is um let's see. Eighty strikeouts, thirty four walks. So decent. You know, yeah, throwing a bunch of innings, yeah.
0: Yeah. And it's going to be one of those games where you, know, you just have to continue to put the ball in play. And, and I feel like we'll, I feel like we'll do that uh, with these guys. Um, he'll be a tough competitor. Uh, I, I'm, I'm very interested in seeing, you know, how uh, Army is able to run, um, which is another reason, honestly, that I would go Riggins in his first game. As, I mean, I think Hall's – I would completely save Hall for for Saturday, 1,000%. He's from Louisiana. Um, he wants the ball. Uh, and and not to mention that we kind of have three aces anyway. So I, I would throw – if you're going to say one of them is the best, everybody's going to say Hall's the best. I would throw the best on Saturday, and I would give the ball to Riggins. I know he just pitched, and that will only be, what, six days rest? That's still plenty. I'd give him the ball 1,000% of the time. He gets rid of it quicker. You know, Waldrop even takes a while to get rid of that out of the stretch. And he throws it 100 miles an hour. But it takes a little while to get up all that momentum. And this team runs like crazy. Carter with is 21 of 25 stolen bases this year. Hunter Meade is 31 of 34 stolen bases this year. So when they run, they're usually safe. Um, good thing is Black's got an absolute cannon back there, and if you got a pitcher getting rid of it quickly, um, and a team that you really don't have to worry a whole lot about giving up the long ball. I mean, how do you not go rigging? So that would be my play.
2: Out of the out of the bullpen, you know, Army's got uh, Tanner Gresham's got five saves. Uh, Kennesaw State has Jared Ryan. He's got seven saves. Uh, Paul Gervasi, uh, ERA of two one two, with five saves, three and one on the season, forty nine strikeouts with twelve walks. So um, he appears to be kind of there. You know the best of the best when it comes to the the bull, bullpen for the Tigers. Now, when it comes to the bats, uh, totally different story for all three of these teams. They've uh, they it looks like they've had some some pretty solid solid seasons. And and the top hitter in the country actually is at Kennesaw State, Josh Hatcher, with 100 hits on the year that really makes him first in the country. Former Mississippi State transfer, his batting average is 395. They also have another hitter back there, Donovan Cash. Batting 361 on the year with 82 hits, and that's good for 31st in the country. So, Kennesaw State bringing the bats. Uh, then you've got uh, next up, if you're going sheerly sh- 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 by-, by percentage, 298 as a team, Army. Um, Sam Ruta batting 385 with six home runs. Ross Frederick uh, batting 346. Um, then LSU, they got a the guy, Dylan Cruz, who was the SEC co player of the year. Uh, batting 345, 80 hits, 21 home runs. That's good for 13th in the country. And then they've got another guy, Jacob Berry, batting 381 on the year, 72 hits with 15 home runs. As far as a team, LSU, 107 home runs on the year. That's good for 11th in the country. Then we've had 77 home runs as a team. Kennesaw State's had 67, and Army has had 31. But, Jason, like you said, they're stolen bases that's something different. That's something a little different that we haven't seen as much of this year.
0: No doubt. It's it's something that we're going to have to pay attention to. And everybody, anybody that comes to the game, especially with Macias and Meade. And I just mentioned those two guys. There's other guys on the team that have like 12, 15 stolen bases somewhere in there. Uh, I don't have the stats for Sutter Miss pulled up right in front of me right now. But uh, I, the guy leading our team might have what?
2: Four? <laughs>
0: yeah, four? I don't know. Yeah, that That's
3: about right. <laughs> Army, Army one, is more than one. And they more than one game than we have all year.
2: Army's averaging one point eight five stolen bases per game, which is good for twentieth in the country.
0: Sure, and so that's that, that's the one thing to look for in that game. And and you mentioned the LSU guys a minute ago. You mentioned Dylan Cruz. I mean, what a stud! Yeah, uh, interesting. When I was looking through the stats for LSU uh, before the show. Along with all those other other, uh, stats that you gave for Cruz, Um, he also has four triples. I thought I was like, man, that's a lot of triples, you know? And I started going down the list, they got another dude with four triples. (laughs) A triple never happens. They have two guys that have four four triples this year. So uh, Dylan Cruz and Tyler McManus both have four triples apiece. Uh, Not really, uh, you know, indicative of what you're going to see this weekend probably, but I just thought that that was, was weird, so... Um, but, but they have, they got a ton of guys. They got, you know, the 107 home runs that they fit. They, uh, Cade, uh, Dottie is a stud, 286, 19 doubles, 12 homers. Um, he's been hurt. Okay. This guy's been hurt, but I think he's coming back this weekend. They should be fully healthy. Great. Uh, yeah. (laughs) And this next guy's name is Braden Jobert, but I'm sure it's Jobert, uh, 257 with 17 bombs. So that's kind of like a Sarge, right? Um, so in this lineup, a guy like that throwaway. I didn't even almost get to him. I mentioned five other guys. Four or five other guys before I even got to him. 250 with 17 bombs. So the the, the difference in that game, if that game happens, is is going to be pitching and defense. And in both of those categories, uh, we've kind of got the advantage. So it starts with the you know the pitcher's got the ball. You know, so before the hitter has a chance to hit it, before all these awesome stats are able to come to fruition. The guys got to throw it in there, and the guys that we're gonna have throwing it in there, I'm good. So, and then after we hit it, LSU might make some errors. You know, they have 79 errors this year. I know that anybody that's come to a bunch of U.S.M. games might say, you know what, we've got a bunch of errors. We we kind of do. We kick it around a little bit from time
2: to time. We we got 52. We
0: 53.
2: Do we have 53. Okay,
0: 52. Yeah. Either way, we have a lot less than LSU. So um, that's another thing to look forward to, especially as rowdy as the Pete is going to get if this game actually happens. So, you know, they're suspect defensively at time. Um, they got some good players. They got some clutch players. Dugas, uh, he's a clutch. Uh, Trey Morgan is kind of the spark plug that runs it also. It's going to be fun. We have to take care of business first, um, and they have to take care of business as well. But the one and two seeds, you're one and two seeds for a reason. You should probably make it to that next day and play each other, and if that happens, all of these things we're talking about are going to be something to look for. And um, I don't know. As limpy as we seem, um, now that that's all behind us, we get some rest, man. I just uh, I think we're going to be ready for this.
2: You know, Southern Miss, 7.45 hits allowed per nine innings. That's good for seventh in the country. Louisiana State eight point three runs per game. That's good for twenty second in the country. So that's that's going to be the kind of the unstoppable force against the immovable object. But like you said about Louisiana State, one of the worst fielding percentages in the country, um, nine sixty, and you know it's with with the amount of errors. I mean, they fielding has been an issue for them this year. So it could get very interesting. So the first game. In the Hattiesburg Regional will be this Friday, June the 3rd. The number one seed, Southern Miss Golden Eagles, taking on the number four Army Black Knights at 1 p.m. That game is going to be on ESPN+. Plus. It looks like all of the games are going to be on ESPN+. Plus. I don't know if they'll get picked up one way or the other, but they will at least be on the ESPN app, so you'll be able to watch them there. The second game, game two, Friday, that's going to be uh, Louisiana State. Versus Kennesaw State at 6 p.m. approximately uh, on ESPN Plus as well. Then on Saturday, the losers of those two games are going to play at 1 p.m. The winners of the two games on Friday are going to play at 6 p.m. So it's pretty much 1 and 6 every day uh, with a game on, uh, at 6 p.m. on Monday if necessary.
4: Well, hopefully we hand Army their worst loss since Little Bighorn.
3: <laughs>
4: <laughs> we'll, wow uh, we'll have their little w- bighorn reference how,
0: how long you been sitting on that
4: one uh i've actually been to that battlefield let's uh, go <laughs> off on that tangent
2: so uh years actually years it'll be their worst loss since they played football in conference usa
0: <laughs> Oh, <laughs> that's the thing you know I want to say that we set like a
4: interception record
0: in one of those games we had like I don't know, five
2: picks or something. I don't think they scored. Yeah, it was pretty pretty rough. But you know, I can't
4: believe Army threw it five
2: times. <laughs> that's probably that's probably uh, why they quit doing it. But you know, <laughs> they were in Conference USA as a football only member, so this will be our first matchup. We this will also be if we play Kennesaw State, that'll be the first time we've ever played Kennesaw State. So, um, could be the first matchup between the Golden Eagles and at least Army, at least Army. Uh, I've got ticket information here. If you don't have your tickets yet, God bless you. Good luck. Um, if you don't have, <laughs> I would call time,
0: like 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 as soon as you wake up, and and just you, if you get a busy signal, just keep calling. And it might not help anyway. Yeah, I, I would not want to be a ticket office worker tomorrow. It's
4: 2022. Good there. Can't you just click a few things online and give With them American the- dollars, via credit card number, and they. Send you an email if you're and a season
2: you, ticket holder or an Eagle Club member, then you you got the link to order tickets. If you're not, oh, well, if, then you do you just you know I don't know when you'll get that link.
0: I mean I if, think you can probably do that, um, but I, I you know I I don't know I, I I'm not positive. All I did was I requested the tickets that I was allowed to request, and I got a confirmation saying that I'm good.
2: So well, they you know they. I was looking for ticket info and they posted something about it and I went to the website and I couldn't find anything as far as like a link. And then I checked my email and in the email, I had a link that I could click on and then order tickets, but that wasn't the public link. That wasn't. So they were, so the the ticket office is, is is going through like they did in previous regionals where they're going through with the uh, season ticket holders and the Eagle club members first. And last time, I don't think we had any tickets get very far past that. So if you're As not well, they shouldn't. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the demands. I mean, even if even if Louisiana State wasn't here, I think the demand would be extremely high anyway. So mm-hmm. I I think it's going to be a I think to be a fun time this week in Hattiesburg. So like we said, Southern Miss is matched up with the number six seed Miami Regional, Miami number one seed, Arizona two, Mississippi Oxford three, and, and Canisius is. Four. So the so winner of our regional will play the winner of their regional.
4: So we'll and So I was just going to say, do you think if it would have been the LSU, Louisiana, Southeast Louisiana regional that some folks some folks projected for the first time in, in the history of the world, would
2: Hattiesburg be drunk out of beer?
4: <laughs>
2: that was it's it's a very strong possibility without those teams. Uh, so I That's can only true. imagine what it would be like. Definitely would have been
0: out of crawfish.
2: For sure. Corn dog batter. That's you. Somebody
4: making a good boudin ball in Hattiesburg these days. I mean, hopefully.
2: <laughs> There's probably or a chevron somewhere.
4: Yeah. <laughs> that's where I'd put my money.
2: <laughs> well, I think we've that pretty much covers it. So uh you know, hey, if you do get tickets, if you do have extra tickets, find some Southern Miss fans. Sell them to Southern Miss fans, give them to Southern yeah. Miss fans, make sure that we keep it. And the funny thing is, I was thinking about this too. Like, when we played in the Baton Rouge Regional a few years back, I couldn't tell where our fans were because everybody had on gold. So every team in this Regional has gold as one of their colors. Armies is a little bit of a different shade, but if, if, if you're, you know, Kennesaw, their colors are black and gold. So the only way that uh, if you're a Bayou Bengal, the only way you're going to be able to stand out is wearing purple. Just something yeah, to very true. think about. Everybody's going everybody's to have on gold. Right.
4: Speaking of that LSU regional, it's uh, every once in a while that the Grand Slam video pops up. And uh, just the amount of fans we had in Baton Rouge and the noise that was made in that stadium uh, still kind of makes uh, the, the hair on my arm stand up.
2: And you can find that tweet on uh, on Twitter at Eagles underscore Attack.
3: Woo-hoo. Joining us day. on the call out, right now. Put it out today and already got LSU fans saying, "Oh, that's cute." <laughs>
2: it's on brand. It is cute. It's gorgeous. Some some other news, some other Southerness news. The Hattiesburg American has a new Southernist beat writer, David Eckert. I don't know a damn thing about him, but they are bringing back. A Southern Miss beat writer, so looking forward to seeing what he can bring to the table. amun's vouched for him, so we'll have to take him at his word. And also, Southern baseball. If you saw the, the chatter about uh, social media reach and baseball teams, I think it was about a month ago on Twitter. We were doing we were pretty solid, but we were like one of the only teams that didn't have a Facebook page. Well, we now have a Facebook page. So that'll really? t- take our our, our our social media reach even further. Yeah, go on, go on Facebook. It's um, Southern Miss BSB if you're looking for like a direct link. Facebook.com slash Southern Miss BSB. Southern Miss Baseball, it's a brand new page, so it may take it a couple of days before it shows up in a search. But Southern Miss Baseball, now on Facebook. Well, good wow. luck to you, Dave,
4: at the Hattiesburg American. Just to warn you, in case you're listening, we hate the publication you work for, so you have enough help <laughs> <to> battle. <laughs>
0: You know, we should really have him on for a while. It wouldn't be fair right now, uh, to have him on, but we should tell him, you know, once you get your feet wet and you, you know, you aren't going to be stumped by the easiest question that a Sutter Miss fan can possibly ask you. Um, come on.
2: And they've had some, you know, you think back the last one we had was, was, um, Sus, who he was, was right. outstanding. So, right. Hopefully, yeah. hopefully this guy will be more of the same. And, uh, and two, we, we got to have on, a. Uh, Scott Watkins as well. Haven't had him on yet with the with the um, Sun Herald.
0: You know, yeah. And Scott came. All I saw. He tweeted out a picture of the game that goes on behind the fence. The the, the little kids game that happens in a right field roost every single day, every single game. Tweeted out a picture of a few kids playing. Uh, one was of Pelham Smith, John's son. It was really cool. Uh, it was a great picture, great caption, um, great uh, line that he had there on Twitter. But that was taken – from like right in front of where we sit and didn't say a damn word to me. I didn't see him. I don't, I'm, I'm just, I've i never <laughs> met him, but I know that he took the picture from right freaking there and didn't turn around and say hello. So, Scott? Well,
4: uh, your reputation obviously
3: precedes you. He, al- he also wrote an article about the treehouse and the history of that. Did of he days. really? Yeah, he, he posted did. it uh, yesterday, I think it was.
2: Pretty cool. He's doing a good job. He's doing a good He's job. Out there, hung out with Potan. We have a a little bit of track chatter this week, Shane. You want to bring us up to date?
4: Yeah, uh, we kind of announced the list of uh, NCAA East preliminary qualifiers last week. Well, we had two athletes that will be moving on to the NCAA Outdoor Championships in Eugene, Oregon. Those two athletes are the GOAT, Corvell Todd, in high jump and Markasha Myers in triple jump. So congratulations to two Golden Eagles on the track squad that will be representing the black and gold at the national championships
2: outstanding any shout outs bump
0: i have yeah i got a few and also uh whoever does not get a shout out this week it's impossible to mention everybody that i ran into at the baseball games um it, it was a who's who and um i really appreciate everybody coming down and and uh saying hi i want to mention a few people. I want to give a shout-out to p Patrick Lowry. He created a graphic uh, of the P with kind of the lights shining down and like a big eagle head in center field, which I think we should definitely do. Uh, the dude's a magician. Follow him at P. Lowry. I want to give a shout-out to Matthew Riles. Uh, I ran into him at Pine Creek Golf Course. Matthew is an offensive lineman at Southern Miss and one hell of a golfer. So it's true. I wasn't paired with him that day because I didn't play good. Um, uh, and I want to give a shout-out to Eli and Jake. Uh, Eli and Jake are scouts. One uh, for the Astros, that was Eli and Jake with the Cubs. They came and hung out in the roost, and, dude, they could not have been any more complimentary. They couldn't believe it. Uh, so Jake is out of Kentucky, and Eli is out of California. And they were there, and I was like, hey – you know Dalton Rogers sucks, man. You shouldn't draft him. <laughs> They're like he's gone. <laughs> but anyway, um, but they 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 were they were blown away by by uh, the Pete by the atmosphere and and this was, you know, the first game that was that super late game. They're like, man, so many people here. I was like, man, just wait till like a normal time. And then the next game was super early in the morning on a Friday, right, 10 a.m. work day, uh, and it's still a great crowd. But they came out, they loved it, Uh, they were asking places to go. I think after they left us on, uh, after the Saturday, they went to the keg uh, and hung out there for a little while. Um, Super cool guys, very complimentary of the baseball program, um, the city. Uh, They loved it, man, so I wanted to give those guys a shout. I'm going to give a shout out to Dr. Thornton and Dr. Royals. Uh, I hang out with a lot of doctors. I think somehow maybe it's that they're super smart and they hang out with me. They don't have to like use you know their smarts around me. I bring Everybody
4: needs a court jester.
0: Yeah, that's right. So maybe that's my role. I don't know what it is, but um,
2: that's why you're here.
0: But, but, but yes, <laughs> but, but both of those guys. Uh, so so Tiro, Dr. Royals, uh, he left his golf cart here. They went on vacation, and he left his golf cart with me. So we were able to like take it back and forth. We took the jeep early. And then we were able to, in between games, take the golf cart wherever we wanted to. Um, and that was really cool. We're going to do that again this week. I wanted to give a uh, shout-out to Jason Munns. Uh, saw him at the conference tournament. Of course, he graduated from Southern Miss and worked for the Hattiesburg American for a while. Now he's at the Memphis Commercial Appeal. and But he loves his Eagles. He was back. He said hello. Uh, and last week, uh, well, another doctor, Dr. Jim Cole. He, he, he tweeted out earlier today that he wanted to give a shout-out to the hardworking team at University Communications, winners of 12 College Public Relations of Mississippi Awards last week, including four first-placed honors. So kudos for them, for
2: you know the, that is. They messed and, um, up. They let me host the uh, Public Relations Awards like four or five years ago, and mm-mm. God bless them.
4: Have you got an invitation to host again since then?
2: I have not. I'm going to just, I'm going to, I'm going to chalk it up to COVID. Cool.
0: (laughs) The communications awards. That's a, I I don't know where you go with that comedically.
2: You don't. Uh, I I think I just. Like, like,
0: cause you're the guy that's doing the communicating to a bunch of people to get awards for doing communicating.
2: Yeah. And I have a a wonky accent and mispronounced words and. Yeah, but they, you know, I mean, I, I, I janked on Alabama and they were like, "Oh, we love it." Everything else <laughs> they would just say it was, you know, they were fine. It was a good crowd. It was fun. I met the dude. Who did I meet? There was a dude there uh, that played linebacker at Mississippi State. His girlfriend was like up for an award or something. I don't know. Anywho, um, Shane, you have any shout-outs?
4: Um,
2: no, no. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Phillip.
3: Uh Yeah, I want to give a shout-out to Hunter Riggins because I, I made a little gif of him doing a little cool flip-up thing that he did in the game where it was, like, super smooth. And he messaged right. me wanted me to send it to him. And we got to text him, and uh, he started telling me a cool thing about his glove. His glove has red and, red and blue on it. And his glove is in honor of his brother, Matthew Riggins, who is a is in the 43 ECS BATS, which is in the Air Force. So I want to give a shout-out to his brother, and thanks for his service. It's a pretty cool deal. Yeah. And also, kind of funny story, now the regionals here, 2017, I did a little ranting myself because I was a student that didn't get a ticket, and old Jamie Arrington came to the rescue and messaged me on the To The Top Talk Twitter. That's right. Gave me a ticket, and that's how I found out about the pod, and now I'm on the pod. Pretty cool, and now we're hosting again.
2: It's full circle. Wow. Didn't full even forgot about that. That's, that's, that's awesome. awesome. When, yeah. yeah.
4: When Jamie slides into people's DMs, it usually doesn't end that happy. So <laughs> yeah, so it's good to
3: hear. When, it, when it's creepy it's like Freeze when you mention his name, he just comes out of nowhere and just oh, man. messages or anything. But
0: well that's I'm, the weirdest I'm thing. I'm so ever. glad. I'm so glad that you mentioned uh, that Hunter Riggins play when he just completely just pimped it. Uh, that was one of the coolest things. And um, uh, who was that, that tweeted out that Stephen? Um, ah, what's his name? The crazy pitcher dude from, from Virginia. Yeah, yeah. Um,
4: Schlock or something like
0: that. Yeah, he tweeted it out. He's got a huge following, but just the way that, everything about it. To even like you know, he, he, after he does all of that, flips it up to himself so nonchalant, takes his time, uh, yeah. throws the strike to first and gets it back. He's
3: this huge grin on his face. The whole thing, the hair, all of
0: it. Love it. I need more it was of pretty it. Pretty sweet. I can't yeah, wait. He told to told me
3: it. he told me you wouldn't. You're not gonna see any pictures of him yelling like all the other pictures he normally don't like. Beef or whatever, but he, that guy's kind of been talking a little something, so he, he did that. But he said that, uh, he really didn't think about it at first, but he was, he just said that once he catches it, he just, he's always, uh, kind of smooth like that. He's like, I got my job, it's done. Let me just ease it on over there, and make sure I get the out, uh, but he told me he sorry that he wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to make any gifts with him yelling like all other <laughs> guys. That's
2: not, that's not how he rolls. Well, hey, it's cool. It's cool that you you got. Thanks for coming on the show. It's been a treat getting to know you the past few years. It's kind of wild how those things kind of working themselves out. Um, I've got a few shout-outs. Um, first off, hey man, shout out to everybody who came out to walk-ons today for the selection show sure. party. It was jam-packed. and shout special shout-out to Phil. Because he got there like early enough to get us a decent table. <laughs> we weren't we were kind of on the back end, so that was pretty awesome. Good to see everybody out there today. Um, shout out to, to to Randy Brent and Jonathan Brent, got to catch up with them real quick. My first time meeting Momo in Montenegro. So it was good to catch up with Momo and and, and uh, get to get to meet with him. Special shout out to two, two people who have somewhat been friends of this show. Carly Malden of Southern Miss Soccer and Todd Makovica, the strength and conditioning coach at USM Baseball, got engaged this past oh, week.
0: That's right.
2: So give a shout-out oh, to, to both of them. Um, we're loving the scarves, Carly. They're awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Todd's doing uh, amazing work with the baseball team, so it's been a lot of fun. So those are, those are my shout-outs. Um, again, just a reminder, not this week, but next week, Saturday – the 11th, we may hopefully we're still playing baseball then. Hopefully we have a we'll have a conflict of interest, but if we play earlier in the day or for some reason the game's not in Hattiesburg or it's not during this time, Saturday, June the 11th at 8 p.m. We've got Sean Patton at the Thirsty Hippo. Uh, this is part of Festival South, so that's pretty cool. It's the first time we've done the show with them. You may have seen Sean on Comedy Central, NBC, Conan, Fallon, Esquire's Best Bars in America. Or whatever show it was that just came out on Roku that Will Smith produced. There's a show with Sean Patton and Will Smith, if you want to see Sean not get slapped. Um, look yeah, it's
4: up- a show with Will Smith and comedians before Will Smith stepped on stage and slapped
2: a comedian. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. But uh, Sean did amazing work. If you haven't seen him, he, he uh, look him up, make sure he's your speed. He can get a little blue, but... He was one of the co-hosts of Esquire's Best Bars in America. If you've watched the Esquire Network, he did a great job with that show, and it was a lot of fun to watch. So $20, Saturday, June 11th, 8 p.m. at the Thirsty Hippo. We're getting back in the Thirsty Hippo, so that's going to be a lot of fun. Sean's
4: not going to perform at your church potluck. uh, So if if it gets spicier than that, if it makes you uncomfortable, you're going to want to avoid that show. Um, If you're a sick, twisted bastard like yours truly, he's one of the funniest people on
2: the planet. Also, new t-shirt coming this Tuesday. I'm excited about it. I mean, I'm probably giving it too much hype, but um, I'm looking forward to tossing it out there. So June the 1st, tpublic.com slash to the top talk, or you can go to our website, jamierrington.net slash to the top talk. Check out all of our Southern Miss themed t-shirts. So guys, any any final words before we get out of here? I will say that if you do, I think the easiest way to do that
0: T-shirt thing is to go to the website. Because every time I try to do it the other way, I can't get there to the top talk slash thing. Whatever, doesn't work for me. Maybe
2: I'm just too old. No, but, but uh, I'm dude. I'm totally. I'm. I just want to make it easy. But like, the the link on our site is an affiliate link. So we get more from that if you buy from that particular link. So I I, 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 I beg of you, jamington.net <laughs> slash to the top talk. We get like an extra 50 cents or something. I don't know. But, um, you know, that's the best way to do it. But I want to make it so that I'm being that I'm communicating uh, things other than than my personal website. <laughs> um, so big regional. I know everybody's. Fired up. I know everybody's focused and motivated. It's gonna be a great time here in Hattiesburg this week. Get your rest. You're gonna need it. We're gonna, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a blast. Hope you guys enjoyed it. As always, Southern Mist to the top. Talk.
1: I could play for Alabama. USC our Notre Dame. You have lots of things to offer But Southern Mississippi Put you all shame I was born here in Hattiesburg Never ventured far away When it comes to playing football Here in Eagle Heaven Is where I'm gonna stay I could play North Carolina, Ohio State, RLSU, you play a good game of football, but Southern Mississippi is a whole lot better than you. Football season is over and done. The fans here in Hattiesburg will be proud of what we've done. I could play for the Georgia Bulldogs, Florida State, or Tennessee, but I chose Southern Mississippi, and right here at home is where I'll always be. I could play.